0: This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield.
1: Um, firstly, can I ask you about the COVID situation? How, how is everyone at Liverpool um, and what do you make of the, the new regulations, the new measures that have been brought in um, to ensure that the players are tested every day um, moving forward with the, the, the rise of the, the, new, the new variant?
2: Oh, I, I, I think that's absolutely. Um, well, I support these new measures absolutely. That, that we get tested every day and twice a week, or before the games, uh, um, PCR tested. that's absolutely fine. Um, so how it is in these times? I'm earlier here on the training ground than than most of the players, so it means um, we, we get tested before we arrive. Um, go then back to the cars, and when the, the the lateral flow is negative, then we are allowed to enter the training ground. So yesterday. Um, we were all negative, and we hope that is the same is the case for today. Um, and that's it, pretty much. Um, we are, like the whole world, um, concerned about it, um, absolutely. But we do what we can, and um, um, the vaccination status of the team is uh, is is quite good. We I think we got all boosted who were. Um, eligible to to get boosted means um, for some medical reasons some were not were not allowed in that moment but they will be done in the next few days and um, the rest is got the booster a few days ago and um, hopefully um, yeah we can, can finish can do that with the whole team uh, Jürgen, you mentioned the
1: vaccination status of your squad there and and the boosters is that something that moving forward you're likely to take into consideration? When it comes to potential signing of players,
2: didn't think about it yet. To be honest, um, I don't know. Whatever, who knows where we will be, uh, whether in which um, situation the world will be when we start signing players again. Um, all these kind of things, but it's not important in the moment. It's important in the moment. It's important, and I think that's just a. The the whole thing, the whole, the whole vaccination thing, is is for me a a massive. It's a question of solidarity, um, loyalty, and togetherness, uh, and we have all the chance to help not only ourselves but other people as well by getting vaccinated. And I think there are no two possible answers. There's only one answer, so you do it, and that's how I understand it. And um, yeah, but that's. Our well, that? we have. It's not only the squad. Everybody who's working here at at the at AXA training ground is um, at least double vaccinated, and um, will be will get a booster as soon as possible for him or her you face
1: you face Newcastle tomorrow uh, jurgen they've they've signed someone from you in the last uh, few days of the last week uh, in the shape of one of your performance analysis mark Mark Leland. um what was the thinking behind that and does that give Newcastle a little does that give them a little eye into your camp ahead of the match tomorrow?
2: Yeah, it does absolutely. We couldn't change that. Um, Marcus, uh, um Mark was here longer than I. When I was here, he was an incredibly important uh, member of our staff with um, his um, um, post-match um, analysis and, and individual and the, the analysis he did with the for the players, with the players and all this kind of stuff. So, on a top guy on top of that, but he had the chance to to get a more senior role at at Newcastle, which we couldn't offer here, um, and he was. Eager to make the next step in his career, so now we could have said, Yeah, we can only start in three, four weeks or whatever, all these kind of things. But, um, in this world, in the moment, um, in the football world, everybody knows everything anyway, apart from the lineup. And Mark doesn't know our lineup for tomorrow, so but he knows obviously how we play football. But I, if, if anybody with a football brain has a closer look, knows how we play football, so that there's now not too many secrets anymore, so um. We were happy to to, to to let him have or let him use this opportunity and it is an opportunity for him. So, um, yeah, good people should be treated in a good way and that's what we did with Mark.
0: Fantastic. Thank you, Keith. We go to Max for two questions from PLP.
1: Hello, Jürgen. Hi. Uh, Sergio Aguero has just announced his retirement from football. Um, 260 goals for Manchester City. What impact do you think he's had on the Premier League
2: yeah, massive, massive. but first and foremost, um, I really feel for for the boy because it's we um, obviously made a made a move to Barcelona not to retire, but to 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 have another exciting chapter in his career. and um, now he was not able really to to contribute because of his issues. and I really feel for him. Um, yes, he had a great career and it will be there will come a moment when he will see that as well and we'll see if thirty three is an age where other people retire as well, but for other reasons. Um, but of course for him in the moment I'm pretty sure he's like in a shock. But that's how it is when you when you have to get the news first yourself that you have to announce something like this. The impact he had on the Premier League, the impact he had on football was incredible. I think um the whole time at, at at City, even before Pep arrived there, um the the goals he scored um the importance of the goals he scored, and then since we, since I'm here, then we played against them, when he was not, I think was not too busy with scoring against us, but it was a massive. He scored a very important one, at least I remember. Um, and so, he's a great player. I don't know him as a person, but um, as a player, I can say one of the best I ever faced. Thank you. And finally, with five more fixtures still to come this month across
1: all competitions, how do you like to keep the players? On the edge of the starting eleven, involved and ready.
2: Everybody is involved, and everybody must be ready. But there's nothing. I have no, no special things to offer. We play every. We played five games in 13 days, um, so there's no time for have a look. or Whatever what can we do? We, we will. We have to play in a idle world the best football possible, then recover. pretty quickly and then um, um, get focused again and go again. That's what we have to do, the whole squad, but that's not new. I'm not here since a few days, I'm here for a few years now, and um, that's how it is. This time is very demanding for everybody, but that's how it is.
0: So I'm going to go through the the, uh, the panelists now for the uh, open section still. Try and limit it to one, if you need a follow-up, by all means, please do. But uh, We're going to go Juliet from the BBC, then uh, Ian from TalkSport. James from BBC Merseyside, Mark Oppen from ESPN, Carl from PA, James Pierce from The Athletic. That's our running order. So, Jules, you're up first.
1: Juliet?
0: Hi, Matt. Um, hi, Jürgen. If I could have hi. two, that would be great. Only two little ones. Um, in terms of Roberto Firmino and Curtis Jones, how are they looking? And the chances are, because obviously, if they are returning to fitness, it's a good time for them right now to do that.
2: Yes, absolutely. So, Bobby trained to completely normal yesterday. So... I would say he's in contention, um, and Curtis had the, the um, yes, the first session like partial with the team, so he's not far off. And um, timing-wise, could be better. To be honest, um, we all know busy period. We need a whole, we need a full squad, and getting two players back of this caliber is obviously good news. Um, so that's it.
0: And and secondly, just picking up on something you were saying to Keith about covid and the vaccination status do you think further down the line that it will be part of the requirement for the transfer of players going forward
2: i really don't know i look now again don't get me wrong but whatever i say now you make the wrong things of it because the headline will be tomorrow club signs only players when they are when they are vaccinated and i cannot i cannot do things like this i didn't think about it you thought obviously all about it um, that might be a subject, I didn't think a second about it, what we will do in a situation like that, um, because I didn't have to yet. In the moment, I will have to think about it and I, we have to make decisions. to sign a player, you sign a player for plenty of reasons. Um, and if that will be one of them, I don't know yet.
0: Fair enough, thank you, Jules. We go to Ian
2: from TalkSport. Hi, Jürgen, how are you? I'm good, Ian,
0: hi. Um, the Premier League have said that they've turned down other requests for games to be postponed because of COVID, this seems to be a, a um, people don't seem to understand the rules about when games should or shouldn't be postponed. Are you worried about matches being called off because of COVID? And moving forward, do you think that the African Nations Cup should be called off because of COVID?
2: Okay, f- first. Um Let's start, let's start with the second one. That there's really nothing to say, um, that I'm um, really other authorities or real authorities have to decide these kind of things. I have no idea, um, how the situation is around the world exactly. That's how it is. Um, so I don't know that in a Premier League. It would be, I think, pretty helpful if we, um, uh, if we would really know exactly about the case. So, from my point of view, I don't understand 100% why we are not more open. So, um, obviously, a lot of people. Catch COVID in a moment, get COVID. That's how it is. So I would be completely fine if some, if I, if if I catch it. Hopefully not, but if, then it would be completely fine to tell. Okay, I have it. So that's how it is. By what? Why we hide players and all these kind of things and do like nobody knows the number of players who, who has it. And it's a, like it's always a little bit like uh, some stop, some players. Come on, say it, and then we can. Then everybody can understand why you are not able to play. So these kind of things. Um, that I really I would prefer that, but I'm not sure if that's from a legal point of view <laughs> possible. Uh, I don't know that, uh, but it would be helpful. So because we just have no idea. So in a moment, when we play. Tottenham on Sunday we have no idea who who is okay if they play tomorrow night then we, we might have a little idea but apart from that we have absolutely no idea who, who is able to play or not that's different to usual preparation for a game so' not the most important subject but it's just it shows that the informations could be really slightly different um, but I how is that I don't know how if that's possible from a legal point of view but um, it's a it's a it's something which we are all uh in the same situation as human beings, and I should—I really think nobody should hide it. So it, its its, much, it's absolutely hy- helpful when when people around yourself know that you are not in the best place. So then they can help you. But if you have no idea about it, then people can doubt it or whatever. And that's why I think a bit more um, transparency would be helpful.
1: The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.
2: Hello, Jürgen. Uh,
1: good afternoon. Um, given that the, the wins over Wolves and Aston Villa in the last two games, it, your team sort of having to learn a different way of of winning games at the moment is, is patience the key, and, and do you think you'll you'll need that against Newcastle?
2: Yes, we need that. The football kind of patience, of course. But the difference between the, the, uh, the Wolves game and the uh, Aston Arsenal, uh, Arsenal Villa game and the games we played before, when everybody asked us, oh, when we had this long streak with scoring more than th- two goals or whatever, um, is we, we didn't use the chances. I think we all agree that we could have scored against Wolves more than once and against Aston Villa as well, so we didn't use it. And then you, that's, enough, that's the kind of patience you always need in football, um, that you really work um, really hard but patient, and direct in, as as direct as possible uh, until the final whistle because there's always a chance to score a goal obviously and um, for that that you are in a situation to that one goal is enough to win a game you have to defend on your absolute top level and that's what we have to do as well so um, Newcastle when you go through when you look at that team which played now the last game that's a really good football team in all positions really good players so and the Leicester game was obviously when you watched it not a four 0 It was a four-nil, obviously, but it it didn't look like. um, And they had their chances, their moments, their possession, and that's the team we expect, and not the team who lost four-nil against Leicester. So, and um, and anyway, the the. Obviously, it's not Newcastle doesn't have endless time to to to, to get out of um, that situation. And um, the next after us, they face, I think, City and United. If I'm 100% right, so obviously it doesn't get get much easier. And um, so we expect them fighting for absolutely everything. And that's what we have to make sure that we are ready for that fight. Thank God for this in this moment we play at home at Anfield. And um, uh, the people were brilliant against Aston and that's the, the, the minimum for performance we need. Again, from the stands, um, from the first second, we have to we have to be there really and uh, make sure that we get the result we want, and not the other way around.
0: Thank you, James. We go to in order now: Mark Ogden Carl Markham, James Pierce, and then to the If people want to start putting their hands up for that, but uh, Mark, sorry, first from SPA. Hi,
1: Jürgen. Um I, I, I just want to follow up on what, what Ian asked earlier about the African Nations, and I appreciate that you probably don't know as much as any of us do in terms of whether it's going to go ahead or not, but in terms of if it is going ahead, have you got any clarity yet as to when the players will be going, when you can keep them back, and, and, and additionally, there's some suggestion that Joel Matip might be considering a return for Cameroon. Have you spoke to Joel about that?
2: Yeah, and no, he didn't. He doesn't consider. When I spoke to him, I asked him, he said, no, that's just one of the news out there in the world, which... Have no nothing behind. So let me say it like this. Um, that that was the answer for the Joy question. The, the other question? Um, no, we don't know. We don't know exactly. Um, there will be a moment when um, the, the the national coaches will announce their plans, their <laughs> things, and then we will know as well. We we try to be in, in 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 conversations, and we are. But um, the, the the decisions will be made somewhere else, and we have to wait, wait for that.
1: Are you, are you happy with that? Because it seems that every time this tournament comes around, that it's always a bit vague as to when players can stay and when they can go. Do you, do you think it should be more clarity in terms of when the cut-off point, basically? Sure,
2: Mark, um, no, i I think I think really I think you can understand why this is now really uh, not a not a question for me to answer. If I'm happy about that or not.
1: No, but in terms of when when you're allowed to let them go, not not the tournament yeah. being on. When, when when you can when yes, you can no, plan no, for the players to move
2: we'll... on. Look, the problem. I, I I will not answer the question that's it
0: I think there is I think Mark if you have a look I think there is guidelines as as to what the date is which you can check obviously with uh, with, with the relevant government bodies and then it's then it's then it's between the clubs and the country I think if, if those if, the, if they're extended but that's different too I'm, I'm pretty sure there is a deadline when they when they can be compelled to go but I'll let you check that out uh, on your on your time we will go to Carl Markham from Press Association hi Egan
2: um... I got um,
0: just to go back quick on, on Newcastle. Really, since Eddie Howe's come in, what changes have you noticed that he's made? What improvements he's done
2: more possession, more shots on target, more shots in general. Um, so, obviously, more offensive um, um, things. Um, that's it. As you can see, that um, I, I know Eddie for a long time now as a, as a colleague, um, and um, we played against Bournemouth quite frequently, um, and you can see glimpses of the Bournemouth style, uh, but look, they played now 4-4-2 in the majority of the games, but with Bournemouth against us at Anfield, when we won 2-1, and they caused us some problems, they played a 4-5-1, so um, they might, consider that, um, these kind of things. But yes, of course, meanwhile, Eddie's a few weeks there. And um, of course, you can see his influence.
1: Thank
0: you, Carl. And then to finish, James Pierce from the Athletic. And then again, we've only got David at the moment for the embargoed section. Any other hands, please put up now, but we'll finish this section with James Pierce. Hi, Jürgen. Um, can I just ask you about Joe Gomez? Obviously, it's been a frustrating season for him so far, coming back from that serious injury and then picking up that calf problem that I think he missed what six, seven weeks. There's been reports recently, speculation that he could even be loaned out in January. And I just wondered if you could clarify that, or do you, do you still see him as having a, a really important part to play in the second half of the season?
2: Yeah, so it was not obviously not the best year for, for Joe with the injury and then coming back and having another injury because that's how it can go. So. Um, um, we, we didn't rush his recovery for, or rehab um, from, from the from the, the tendon injury, but um, as a well, moment you start playing again, training again, and all these kind of things, and then you need, in, in, after long-term, we had then three 100% fit centre-halves, four 100% fit centre-halves, that's why it's not so easy to get game time immediately, then you have game time, then you play, and then the body's not ready for it, but so that's it, it's just we, we are patient, and I think Joey is patient now as well, um, that's the situation, and uh, I don't have no plans to give anybody on loan in the winter, <laughs> so I will not the, the thriving force. Let me say it like this, no, nobody came to me yet and asked me, can I go somewhere? Um, so Joe is now only back for a proper week or so, um, but uh, because of the circumstances and things like this, he could be uh, could be involved in a squad, but he needs still time, and he needs still time to train, to, 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 to get um yeah to get where he where he has, where he has been before
1: you've been listening to the blood red podcast from the liverpool echo